Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Holistic Finance. My name is Ryan Burklow. And I'm Alex Collins. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about projecting your revenue, specifically three reasons why you should project your revenue. Yeah, I mean, it's a, aside from it just being good financial practice and habit to understand what your cash flows are going to be, we've identified three specific reasons why this could be an important thing for you to do on a regular basis. Yeah, I was holding a meeting with a client the other day, and we we're going through their profit loss statements, cash flow statements. We we're, we we're going through these statements, and um, they're, they're newer. It's a newer practice, and so my 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 question was, okay, where are you projecting where your revenue is coming from? Like, how are you looking at next quarter, and what is your expectations there? And my guess is that you got deer in headlights look. I got the deer in headlights. Well, they they both went, oh, that's a good idea. And then they both went, well, and it was more of like, ah, right. And I mean, if, you know, it might be me, maybe more than Alex, because I've been in the industry slightly shorter uh, than Alex has been in, in the financial services industry. Um, but owning your own business, like early on, like you're just trying to bring revenue in the door. So to think about projecting it, it's like, it feels like cart before horse. Right. No, totally get that. And like the other question, like, I mean, so many, so much of the time we get questions on like, how do I read these things? Yeah, but, there, there could be that too. But just, I mean, the biggest thing, what was interesting is, is, and you and I do this now, but early on when we started to do this, it's, it helps really focus you in your business, right? You get to take a step back. You get to look at it, not from a reactionary standpoint of what I did, but more of what I'm doing and what's it going to do for me in the future. So you can look up and say, okay, this is what's currently coming in the door. This is what we expect to come in the door next month or the next month. What have we been doing to bring in the revenue? How are we looking at this? How do we make this become more consistent? How do we get this to grow even more, right? It bring it brung up, bring up, I can't even speak today. Brought. Brought up more in-depth conversations between the two, two, two of us to get to that next stage. And I wish I would have started that earlier because it really got us focused on business owner mindset, not just, I hope I survive mindset. For sure. For sure. I mean, and step one is making sure that you have the data to be able to look at before, like if you can't even, if you don't have the existing data on how you've been doing, it's really challenging to try and forecast anything. Um, so step one is make sure that you like have solid data. Step two is then trying to build out a model that works for you. And everyone's model is going to be a little bit different. Some folks, it's easier to project and predict others. It's more challenging. Um, but this allows us to have a couple different things. And the first thing that we're going to talk about is understanding where your revenue is coming from and being able to prepare for the future. Yeah. For instance, you know, a lot of, a lot of NDs that we work with, they, they've really got almost like two different sources of income coming in the door. They have like a membership a subscription type model where they have patients that are paying them a monthly retainer fee to some degree. Um, and they give them certain access to the doctor at any point, right? So that that's monthly. That's that's money that's guaranteed to come in the door unless the patient obviously stops the that membership model. But that's revenue that's coming in the door. So if you've got that, you can now project that 
really over the next 12 months, right? And, and then you can go even further and take a step further. And this is what Alice was talking about, like making sure you know your numbers. How many people do you normally talk to in a given month that turns into membership, right? That's how you can also start projecting that aspect, which helps you really focus, okay, I'm doing X, it keeps producing Y. If I keep doing that, this is what that looks like. And that's the business owner mindset that we that we're is huge for any business owner, let alone a naturopath. Right. And then the other component is the fee for service type concepts. And that typically breaks down into two different components. One is insurance and the other is cash. And like obviously one of them pays a lot quicker than the other. And and so now you can start to try and figure out what the revenue picture looks like using these two different components and then the the two different methodologies of receiving payment inside of the fee-for-service model. Um, and it really is just designed around getting a better idea as to, okay, what, what are revenues going to look like two months, five months, six months down the road? And that's going to help you with a host of different issues, one of which is having conversations with your spouse or your partner. Which... I can't tell you how important it is to be on that same page, right? Like a having a spouse or a partner, like having your back and supporting you when you're starting this business is like huge step number one, right? Maybe we should record a podcast just on that because I think you and I both have plenty of experience with that, <laughs> that aspect, but to take it a step further, right? Like incomes coming in the door to your household your spouse should be aware of when you're going to have like maybe a lower income type month. So you can properly plan and prepare rather than surprise. Sorry, there's not enough money that came in the door. Yeah. It can cause some, uh, some pretty negative issues pretty quickly. And when you're just ultra candid and just transparent with your spouse or partner, now that support stays there. Whereas if you keep surprising them, that support might start to dwindle. Yeah. And when like the, the, the second component of this is like, okay, if we can identify that there's a cash flow issue, now we can start to get to work ahead of time on what are the potential solutions for it. Because if we get to like, okay, we've got a cash flow issue tomorrow, the number of fixes for a, an issue tomorrow are relatively small. The number of fixes for an issue that are 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, the, the longer the time period is before the cash flow crunch or the cash flow issue, the easier it is to deal with. Yeah. And, and for those of you who are newer NDs and just starting your practice, like really the cash flow is, is I don't have enough revenue coming in the door, period. It's not a, it's not a, where's my money going? It's more of a, I need more money coming in the door, but it's still important to be on top of that from day one. So you can stay on top of that moving forward because really cash flow issues become huge issues later on if you're not on top of it. Yeah. And like these don't aren't always negative. No. If we're tracking and have a better idea as to like, okay, what revenue is coming in the door? Maybe that helps us identify, okay, when can we hire our first employee or our next employee or expand or whatever else? And so now we can start taking a look at, 
okay, now that we have a little bit of surplus, where do we want to deploy that? What is that going to look like? What are the metrics that tell us, yeah, now is the time? Which you brought up the reason number three, which is always a top question with every ND is, okay, when do I actually hire my first employee or when do I hire another employee and what does that employee look like? Is that another doctor? Is that another assistant? Like, what does that look like? Well, if you don't understand, if you're not projecting your revenue, if you don't understand where it's coming from, and if you don't understand your metrics in terms of what to expect to come in the door, it's very hard to pull that trigger and say, yep, I'm just going to wing it and hope I make it. Well, and the other thing that this helps out with is now identifying, okay, what is that person going to help me out with? Is it going to expand the number of hours that we can collectively see patients? Is it going to take paperwork off my desk so I can see more patients? Is it going to reduce down the turnaround time with insurance so that we get paid more promptly so we can reduce down interest costs and other aspects? Like what's the gain by being able to add this staff? Yeah. And too often, like I've heard plenty of NDs and it's the same thing in our space too, like hiring another financial advisor, for instance, right? When you go to hire the next doctor, or in our instance, the next financial advisor on our team, if you're looking at it the wrong way, you're thinking, well, it's going to take five to seven years to get a return on investment on that person because I'm going to have to train that person up. Like It's going to take time before that person could go bring in their own patients or in our case, their own clients, right? That's the wrong way to be looking at this. Really, it should be, okay, what can that new doctor or that new employee, whatever that role is, take off of your plate? so that you in turn can do, go do another activity that might bring in more revenue. And it's also important to identify and recognize some of the things that Ryan talked about at the beginning. How long is it going to take for me to spin up this person and get it to the point where it is positive in terms of like the amount of time generated or the amount of, of extra benefit to the practice? Yes, there is going to be a time to ramp it up, but what does that look like? And now we can look at it from that lens of like, okay, I, I have to spend some time training the person, but how quickly do I get those hours back? How quickly am I able to now improve revenue or reduce costs or whatever else because of the existence of that new employee? Yeah. In summary, when, when you can project your revenue, right? Whether it be just like a one month, like some, it might be really early for you all. So it's maybe right now, maybe you just can only project one month at a time. Sure. That's still better than not projecting at all because of everything we've just spoken about. But imagine getting to projecting the next quarter or projecting the next year, right? Like getting it out that farther. How does that help you focus on what you need to accomplish today to get where you want to go? Like that's that business owner mindset that you need to get into. Otherwise you're going to have a lot of bumps in the road and you may not ever get there because you're constantly looking at the back windshield of the car rather than outside of the front windshield of the car. Which takes us to the question of the day, Alex. Our question today is what is the single thing that has helped you most accurately 
project your own cash flow. So head over to holistic-finance.com and there's a spot for you to answer that question of the day. If any other topics or questions have bubbled up on, on today's episode, that's again, that's a good spot for you to reach out to us and say, hey, you brought up X. I'd love to know more about X. So check that out. Look, we started this podcast to help naturopathic doctors build practices to help as many patients as you want so you can have the lifestyle that you want and push your message. So share this if you got any value out of it, because that's the whole purpose of us starting this podcast. As always, we hope this one was valuable. And Mr. Collins, make it a great day. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities Guardian or Quantified Financial Partners and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. This material is intended for general public use. By providing this content, Park Avenue Securities LLC is not undertaking to provide investment advice or a recommendation for any specific individual or situation, or to otherwise act in a fiduciary capacity. Please contact a representative for guidance and information that is specific to your individual situation. Brian and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities LLC. OSJ 200 Market Street, Suite 1850, Portland, Oregon 97201. Phone number 503-221-1226. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities member FINRA SIPC. Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Ryan Burklow Air Insurance License Number 1531912. CA Insurance License Number 0K24924. Alexander Collins Air Insurance License Number 7264699. CA Insurance License Number 0H24806. Pinpoint Number 2022-144465. Expiration September 2024.